Welcome in, welcome in for a very special episode here on the Sons of Dynasty YouTube page. I am your host, Dan. You can find me on Twitter at DanBrownNFL. And here with me today is the one and only BZB. You can find him on Twitter at WBZBFF. BZ, what is going on, my man? Long overdue on this one. I appreciate you being here with me tonight. Uh, dude, this has been one that we've been talking about for about two years now. So this is exciting to get on the mic with you. And what better time to hit it up than 2022 when the chaos just blows up in the NFL. We got so much to talk about, so many moving parts. Uh, this is like the perfect episode to get this kicked off with. Yeah, man, I was I was talking to you a little bit, you know, pre-show about I don't remember an NFL offseason, you know, having this many fireworks and and potentially I said maybe I say that every year. I don't know. But this one seems just really special seeing this really star power getting fly, you know, flying around from team to team in the NFL. We saw it with Stefan Diggs a couple of years ago, you know, maybe, you know, none of these guys quite pan out like him, but there is a lot of, of, of stars if you will, flying around the NFL this offseason. Especially the quarterback position, man. It is like, you know, it's like the, it, it, I think we were talking, it's like a super flex league. You know, we're, we're just we're just swapping quarterbacks here. We're just trading picks. We're getting quarterbacks. We're trying to build a team. I mean, I've never seen, I, I can't even tell you probably what, seven, eight different moves here. It's wild, dude. And it's, it's, it's the most exciting season I can personally remember in a long time. Well, let's let's not, you know, bullshit any longer. Let's get in and talk about a couple of the big ones. And I'm talking about the quarterbacks. And we'll start with Deshaun Watson, acquired in a trade with the Browns in exchange for three first round picks, a third rounder, and a late round pick swap as well. A fourth and a fifth. Watson will get fully guaranteed five year two hundred and thirty million dollars here with the Cleveland Browns. Right off the rip, BZ. I mean, and what does that do for you? This is going to be one of those funny ones, and you know it. It might not be very popular, but I'm I'm not a huge. You know, there, there's so much there's so much you know uh, other things with Watson that we don't need to get into. But just from a fantasy football perspective, he's going over to Cleveland. Um, you know, and and they they seem to be like this team that thinks they're going to they're in it to win it. Um, and I really don't know what the hell they're thinking. Like, you know, they gave up all their draft capital for the next three years, and you know, it's just it's just like, what are you doing? Uh, Watson is definitely a, a unique play. He's a top five quarterback when he's getting going, but he hasn't been on the field in a while. We haven't seen him in action in a while. And, you know, this team has always been kind of like a uh, run the football, you know, with, you know, they got Baker doing some play action back there and all this kind of stuff. This hasn't been this high flying offense. And, you know, you got, you got rid of OBJ Jarvis Landry, who could be back now that he's, he's Jarvis is, he, he's, he's regretting that one. But, um, you know, Amari Cooper, man, it, it's, I'm just I'm not excited about it. And then again, it's the Browns. So the way I look at this right now is, you know, they, they gave up all their draft capital and they're going to suck for another three years just because it's Cleveland. And it, that's it. Hey, I'm I'm telling you, I I was sweating it out when when the the Falcons rumors, they were they were pursuing Watson hot and heavy, you know, for uh, Outside of the character concerns I have at this point, well, you know, we're also talking about what what it costs to get an asset like that. And I was just 
I was not having it. I want no part of that in Atlanta either way. Like you said, we there's still a lot we don't know what, what the suspension's going to look like. And, of course, that's got fantasy value uh, implications there with it. But, you know, a, until we know more, we, c- we can only talk about it so much. We do know that, though, if Watson is the quarterback there for the Browns, he does raise the – the ceiling of every single Browns player there on that roster, including Nick Chubb. And, and and if and when that happens, Amari Cooper obviously stepping into that true wide receiver one alpha role there with Watson. It, it's, it's a bump for him as far as I'm concerned. You know, he was in that crowded Dallas offense, you know, a, a, a little flu gazy over the years as far as the consistency goes with Amari Cooper. But I think he's going to get every bit of volume that he can handle here in this Browns offense. And maybe with a superstar like Deshaun Watson, there under center, we would see a little bit more of those big plays that we're not used to quite seeing from the Browns passing game. 100%, dude. And, you know, I, I I like what you said on a lot of that. But, again, too, it's like Amari is Amari has always been one of those receivers where he's been, like, in everybody's top 12. He's just – but, you know, the inconsistency is there. He has two 40-point games, and he has eight four-point games. Um, you know, this team is going to be a lot different. So, you know, when Deshaun comes on the field, we're really going to kind of see what kind of different offense they throw out there, the dynamics of it. Um, you know, I think if they keep Kareem Hunt, I think he could be a bigger part of this offense. Uh, Donovan People. Jones is a guy I really like, you know, um, Watson tended to like his, his big wide receivers out there, D, D hop, you know, and um, I think he's a big bump. Schwartz could be interesting too. That kid's a young rookie last year. Didn't play much, but he's got some wheels on him. A little bit of a Will Fuller type guy. If he gets a, uh, get some stuff together. So it's an interesting offense. It's just one that I'm just not really too excited about. And cause it's the Browns and the Browns always Brown. Yeah, I hear that. I, I wonder what the price is going for Watson in, in, in these dynasty super flex leagues at this time. Obviously, his value has been all over the place since, since all the news came out. But at this point now with the big signing, it's got to be a, a vote of confidence for many. If I was somebody that was kind of patiently waiting uh, as it unfolds, do you think that now is a time to maybe get out from underneath him for what you can? Or at this point with the news that's come out, are you willing to hold on and, and just see how high? it can go from here you know i i've been one that i've been getting rid of all my watson shares so i actually have zero shares zero cares baby yeah, they're gone um i just wanted to get rid of it so it's uh to me it's um you know i was i was trading him for like uh to like you know teams that were obviously if you had deshaun watson last year your team wasn't really doing much especially in the super flex it just kind of was what it was uh you know i traded him for kyler uh lamar couple other players like that just upgrade so that way i can um you know just be clean of it because i was just like i'm done Uh, i'll be fine yeah well we can expect a bump uh obviously austin hooper is no longer there with the browns leaving david and joku and harrison bryant there really for the tight end position both of which kind of have a brighter outlook given the news and given the departure of hooper and while many are high on njoku i do think that um the other option there is a, a just as viable in Harrison Bryant. So uh, I think he's going to, you're going to be able to get him a lot cheaper at this time. So sending out, out offers for him, there's going to be volume to be had. We know what Deshaun Watson is capable of whenever he does come back onto the field and, and getting a, a piece of that offense, I think 
could be wise, especially given the price point at this time. So let's move on, though, into the next quarterback here, and I'm talking about Russell Wilson. The Broncos made one of the biggest blockbuster deals in the NFL in history, acquiring Wilson and a fourth-round pick from the Seahawks for two first-round picks, a fifth-round pick, and quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, and DT. D tackle Shelby Harris. What are your initial thoughts on that trade? Where are you at on Russell Wilson and his value in dynasty today? So uh, Russell's value just went skyrocketing. You know what I mean? Like I, I love the trade. Um, Denver needed to make a play. They had everything in line for this guy to really just uh, come in and just have this, uh, the best shot at going at a Super Bowl. I mean, Sutton, Judy, Hamler, Patrick, Javante, you know, Alberto. I mean, this team is just stacked. So Russell is going to be a uh, an absolute – he was a buy for me at the end of the year. You know what I mean? I was buying him when I was making my ship runs just because this was a possibility. Um, you know, he, last year he averaged 17.8 fantasy points per game. I mean, this is with a broken finger. Uh, he just didn't look comfortable there. You could just tell there was – he just wasn't happy. Um, but this is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And, you know, when he gets his – you know, when he gets into his zone, um, he's dangerous. And then he gets his feet going, he's even more dangerous. So this team is uh, – I love this for the Denver Broncos. I love this for his fantasy value. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah, you know, I've loved Jerry Judy as a prospect uh, since he came into the league. But I do believe Cortland Sutton really could benefit the most this year in Denver. It's an upgrade all around from all the receivers involved. And uh, obviously, you know, Albert O, a big bump with Fant leaving there. So uh, I, I do want a piece of this Broncos offense. I'm going to find ways to get get a little piece of it. Uh, as, as far as I'm concerned, though, most of these guys do get a nice little boost here with Russell Wilson. I do think maybe his best days are behind behind him uh but this offense you know basically if they hand over the keys here with the weapons around him uh, we could get a couple of more quality years out of russell wilson so i love the move i love getting out of that that run heavy seattle offense uh, and maybe letting russ cook for a year or two here while he's still got a little bit in the tank I, I think they're going to let him cook, man. And, you know, you like Sutton. I like Judy. Um, you and I made a few trades for Judy. I, I made a few trades with you last year for Judy. And uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I think this guy is going to be the guy to own in that offense. I think he's going to play that Tyler Lockett role for Russ. And I think he is going to be uh, the number one there. Uh, but I do like Sutton, too. It's a big ups for him. Uh, I think what it, Russ had like 77 uh, long ball attempts last year. Um, so he's not afraid to go deep. And that's Sutton's game. So uh, both these guys should benefit big time from, uh, from the upgraded quarterback. Well, you know, now that we've got uh, the, the hot, heavy studs out of the way, let me tell you about Carson Wentz. The Washington Commanders acquired Wentz. That's going to take a little bit of time for me to get a hold of. I was really digging on to the Washington football team. Now I have the, the Commanders who have acquired Wentz from the Colts for two third-round picks and a swap for a second-round pick. The 2023 third round pick from Washington could potentially turn into a 23 second round pick under the same condition as the Eagles trade of Wentz last year. Wentz does need to play 70% of the offensive snaps in order for that to happen. Where are you on Carson Wentz? And, and you know, I was really kind of hoping my guy uh, Terry McLaurin would get something a little bit better. And it just kind of feels like a lateral move. I think what we saw out of Wentz and in Indy is essentially what we're going to see out of him here in Washington. Washington and I, I don't really want a part of it and I'm, I'm saddened for for my Washington pieces I was invested in such as Terry McLaurin 
you know, uh, so I, I can absolutely understand that. I'm actually, uh, I feel a little bit more optimistic because Wentz didn't really have like this terrible season. Like everybody just says, oh, it's, it was so bad. I mean, he was, uh, there was, there was so many games where he played very, very well. And there were games where that, that whole team just blew. I mean, they lost at Jacksonville in uh, the last game of the season. And if you want to blame that on Carson Wentz all you want, that was a team loss. <laughs> Sorry. But, um, you know, Wentz coming in, another new situation. Um, I think he's going to have a good opportunity here to really kind of just say, all right, am, 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 can I take that next step? Can I be that guy? Uh, this is the time to do it. Uh, Terry, I actually like him. I mean, Pittman was wide receiver 14 in PPR last year. So Terry should be pretty, should be fine in my opinion. Um, you know, and, and, and in terms of the offense, I mean, you should see Gibson get a little bit of a Gibson and McKissick in the passing game should be utilized just fine. Logan Thomas, in my opinion, should get a decent bump. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not as against it as some, uh, some people are, but, uh, I definitely get the hesitation. It was so fun for for two days when we we all thought JD McKissick was heading to Buffalo to 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 no longer be a thorn in the side of Gibson and and just for him to to take it all back and come back and 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 continue to be a thorn in Gibson's side. But it was a fun little roller coaster, you know, seeing all the tweets of uh, free Antonio Gibson, Antonio Gibson RB one, and just a couple of days later uh, that was shit all over. So yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was fun. Yeah, it was I, I was a part of it, and uh, yep. I'm going to continue to be that. That's that's the game we play: fantasy football, dynasty, uh, breaking player news, and 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 what it can do for me from an emotional standpoint. That's why I'm invested, and, and that's why I'm here with you here tonight. Absolutely, man. And you know, I was uh, I was big on the Antonio Gibson is free trade because I have plenty of shares. Uh, I also have a lot of McKissick too, so I kind of liked him going to Buffalo. Um, you know, whatever happened there is what it is, and he decided to come back. So good for him. But uh, it definitely you got to lower your expectations on Antonio Gibson now. Um, and I would probably pull back a little bit on Curtis Samuel as well. There's been some people hyping him up, but I just don't know if the volume is going to be there to you know really make him anything more than a wide receiver three at best. One more quarterback I do want to touch with you on here before we move on into the running backs is Mitch Trubisky. The Steelers signed him to a two-year $14.25 million deal. It's worth up to $27 million with incentives. I know you're a Pittsburgh guy up there. Uh, you know, what what are your thoughts on Mitch Trubisky? He seemed to get a lot of hype over the the offseason here after coming in and, and running what like 15 snaps this past year behind Josh Allen. All of a sudden, you know, everybody's saying the resurgence of, of Trubisky. Is that the case? Is this fool's gold? Is he just a bridge quarterback? Are the Steelers gonna select somebody here in, in the NFL draft? What's the deal up there? So, you know, in my opinion, if uh, if a quarterback like Malik Willis falls to pick 20, I think Pittsburgh is going to jump all over this and not look back. Uh, Mitch will just be a bridge, in my opinion. Um, you know, again, you know, last year people were just, you know, crucifying Mitch. Like he was like, you know, I, I don't get all of a sudden like, yes, I get it. He's in a starting opportunity. But now all of a sudden people are like defending him. They're saying he's great. He's an all right quarterback. He's got potential. He's shown the ability to, you know, make have some really good games. He's got legs. He's got a big arm. He can make things happen. They got the wide receivers there for him to do so. You know, Deontay, Claypool, Muth, um, you know, 
Anthony Miller is there. That could be the slot little connection from back in Chicago. Um, but you know, uh, I, I just think, I, I think he's got an opportunity to do something, but if a guy like Malik Willis falls to pick 20 Pittsburgh's going to jump all over it so fast and you'll see Malik next year. Well, you know, I'm covered up in Deontay Johnson share. So I am invested in what's going on up there because it, it, it really has a lot of implications on what it means for many of my dynasty teams. So, you know, I, I hope Mitch has maybe got his shit together a little bit or, or maybe the Steelers do have a plan. But ultimately, uh, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster out of the situation there, I, I, I think uh, double-digit targets is is in the realm of possibilities for Deontay Johnson here in 2022. Deontay Johnson is the, is one of the uh, wide receivers who's he's just quarterback friendly. He watches what they do. He knows where they're going to be. His route running is, you know, he's a technician. Um, and, you know, but at the same time, too, uh, he with the one thing that might benefit him a little bit, though, uh, with this is Mitch is, you know, Mitch is a scrambler. Mitch can get out of the pocket and move a little bit. This actually might benefit Deontay's game because he can adjust and, and make those changes and get to where Mitch needs him to be. Um, so I, I actually like Deontay a lot this year i still have him as a top 10 dynasty wide receiver i don't see any reason to drop him below that um claypool i think could be a, a, a nice a nice piece too because uh, mitch has been shown to throw it down i mean a rob was a wide receiver one with mitch so um i like i said i'm not too too overly concerned from a fancy perspective for their volume but i think i think they'll be fine but i just don't think mitch is like the long-term solution in pittsburgh Agreed. A couple uh, other ones here I'll touch base on real quick before we move on. Tyrod Taylor is signing a two-year deal with the Giants worth up to $11 million uh, there with Daniel Jones. We kind of really saw how he uh, was at the neck issue. They really kind of kept him out down the stretch last year. Not really sure what the, the Giants are going to do at quarterback. I don't think that Taylor has a, a career resurgence of any kind here. If anybody is getting their needle moved in the slightest and you happen to have a Tyrod Taylor share there on your bench in a Superflex league, this deal is enough for me to want to part ways. Give me a third. Give me a give me a give me a third for him. And uh Tyrod Taylor is yours. Uh Teddy Bridgewater is going to Miami to be what he has always been destined to be and a backup quarterback. So, you know, as long as Tua can remain healthy, we won't see much of Teddy Bridgewater, but he will be a serviceable option if, if for whatever reason Tua does get banged up. So with that being said, BZ, let's move on into some running back discussion, starting with the Cardinals giving running back James Conner a three-year, $21 million deal that could grow to a maximum of $25.5 million and includes a $13.5 million fully guaranteed chunk where are you on james connor obviously what he did this past year what we saw out of him uh, was a, a career resurgence if you will and that was while splitting time with edmonds edmonds now as we know out the door we'll talk about him in just a minute but uh you know what is is, is stopping me from wanting to buy james connor in redraft hell yeah in dynasty uh is this a time to buy a time to sell hold where are you at on james connor you know, so, you know, I have always been a big James Conner fan since his days at, at Pittsburgh in college. Um, the, the story is a hell of a story. I mean, this kid has overcome a lot to get to where he's at. Uh, he was pretty much left for dead last year when he was off of Pittsburgh. So the fact he did what he did was not surprising. Um, and, you know, in five games without Edmonds, he averaged 25.8 PPR points per fantasy 
PPR points per game. Jeez. Um, and he had eight touchdowns, man. That's incredible. Uh, 114 total yards, 4.8 catches. I mean, this guy was just, he was the workhorse we always wanted him to be in Pittsburgh. And he produced. And that offense is running back friendly. So James Conner, from a dynasty perspective, I think you could, I have him as a top 24 running back. And I, it's, it's risky, but I think the upside is there for him to hold. In redraft, right now, he'd be a top 10. Uh, that's how confident you have to be in him going forward. Because unless they draft somebody, which I don't know if they're necessarily going to, uh, it, it's his field this year. If he can stay healthy, he's he's easy at top eight running back. Yeah, and that if he can stay healthy, it really seems to be a a, a deal breaker for many of people as they've maybe been burned by James Conner. But we know that if he's there and he is healthy, he is going to potentially probably get bring back RB one numbers on on a regular basis. It, you know, based off of who they they're they're going to bring somebody else in, whether it is through the draft or a, a potentially another free agent. I don't know who's left out there that that would really mean much of anything uh, at this point. But ultimately, what would kill him is a a a you know second round rookie running back coming in here. I think just based off of of his health concerns and what a a rookie running back can do as far as taking a pounding and and taking some of those touches away from if it, if it's a stud, uh, you know James Conner could be in trouble. But it, if that's not the case. Like you mentioned, this backfield is his, and, and he showed us that he's capable of producing, but you just can't bank on getting 18 games out of James Conner. It's probably going to be more like 12 games, but those 12 games, you can pretty much bank on him bringing back those numbers for RB1. I agree 100% on that one. Let's talk about the guy I just mentioned in Chase Edmonds reaching a two-year $12.6 million deal with the Miami Dolphins. He posted career highs, 903 scrimmage yards last season, and averaged 5.1 yards per carry working in tandem with the guy we were just talking about, James Conner. Edmonds caught 43 passes in 12 games this past year, and he's now got 96 receptions over his last two seasons. I think he is a... A, a great complimentary piece to, to any backfield, just given his skill set. Obviously, he's not going to be in every down back, and, and the Dolphins have kind of shown that. They, they have Gaskin still there uh, on the roster and also signed Mostert, who's kind of a one-two banger. Uh, you know, yes, there could be a role, I think, for Edmonds, but – I don't know that it's really a, an improvement from what he had there in Arizona. Feels a little bit more like a lateral move, maybe even a little bit of a back step, if you will, just because of what we've seen out of that coaching staff down there in Miami and that hot hand approach. Nobody's guaranteed touches on any given Sunday, and that includes Chase Edmonds. No, it's it's a very good point, man. This has been a big discussion over the last few days and a couple of different chats and uh you know, obviously, it's it's nice to see Edmonds maybe potentially get a shot at being more of a, you know, instead of being like a 50-50 back. I mean, he saw 56, 56.8% of the snap share last year. Um, and, you know, he's he's an interesting player. His value comes in the passing game without a doubt. He's not going to be this, you know, 20, 30, 30 guy. 30, dude, geez, I can't talk tonight. 20 to 30 touch guy a game. But, uh, you know, he does bring you a lot of... Um, versatility and it, you know again most are, i mean we know the story with him he can't stay healthy um well i 
Gaskins, I mean, Mr. Inconsistency every other week. I don't know. Um, I think he's going to have more of an opportunity here. I think they brought him in for a reason. I think they're going to give him a role early and see if he can handle it. And if he can, then I think we're going to see some good numbers from him this year. Uh, a little bit more of a newer news break here would be the Seahawks and Rashad Penny, the former first round turned down apparently more money elsewhere in order to stay in Seattle and build off of the momentum that we saw from him in the latter part of the year. He's going to get 5.75 million with incentives, the ability to earn up six and a half million. Uh, is Rashad Penny the starter there for the Seahawks? What's the deal with Chris Carson? Haven't really heard much from him or anyone in his camp since he went out with the the injury what's the deal with him you know i haven't heard much on him either um but you know just kind of basing off of what we're reading about penny here it seems like you know pete carroll's come up and said this is your backfield uh you know you're going to be the guy because otherwise why would you take less money if you're not going to be the guy uh so you know uh, it's a one-year deal uh, he's got a chance to, you know, to make himself some scratch. Um, I've never been a big Penny fan, but he did show some, uh, he did show like that, what we were looking for those last five games of the season this past year. Um, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. I'll probably avoid it because they just seem to kind of rotate backs, but I'm just, he, he's not a guy that I'm going to be targeting in any draft or trying to trade for anything like that. Like, not for me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the current tag is on 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 a penny, uh, but I'm interested. It, uh, you know, this coming year, obviously Russell Wilson's not going to be there. We know Seattle loves to run the ball. If, if you're telling me this is Rashad Penny's backfield, if he can give me a little bit of what I saw towards the end of the year this past year, you know, obviously Chris Carson maybe not in the equation. Uh, I could be interested, you know. I don't know that I'm going out of my way to buy Rashad Penny, but at this point, given given this signing, the news, and, and what's going on in that Seattle offense, uh, you know, I don't mind getting Rashad Penny as a throw-in guy on a on a bigger trade that I might be working. Hey, you know, I, I have him in a few leagues that we're in together, so come make me an offer. Um, you know, I, he has yet to show a full healthy season. Um, he's been in the league for a while. So, you know, this could be one of those things where, yeah, he definitely shined at the end of the year, but we've seen players do that. And then the following year they come back and here we are all over again, back in the row. I just, I don't, I, eh, it's just, it's, I'm, I'm not going to play that game with Rashad Penny. There's way better, better, way better options out there. You, all I hear is he's cheap. He's cheap. He's cheap. First round pick for you, my friend. It's all right. All right. I appreciate that. Oh, nothing but the best from you, buddy. I don't expect yeah. anything less. That's a all right. Let's talk wide receivers here, Beasy. Moving on into uh, my favorite position of, of fantasy football is wide receivers. I'm, I'm team wide receiver, baby. I love them. Uh, I love the routes. I, I love the youth. I love the shelf life. I love everything about wide receivers. It's my bread and butter when I am building my, my foundation in my dynasty roster. I like to leave every startup with, with four to five studs that I know I can lean on uh, to, to hold value over the course of the next few years and not fall off of that cliff that can come back and bite you like many of these running backs do. Always sell those running backs and invest in good wide receivers, and you will not lose your dynasty leagues. Let's talk wide receivers, though. Devontae Adams, a, another star here that we're talking about. These aren't the types of names that get traded from a franchise. I mean, you don't move.
move guys that that are top three, top five pieces, you you find a way to work them into you into your uh you know your moves that you're making here. But Devontae Adams, uh, you know, apparently wasn't wanting to any part of the Packers, allegedly even turned down more money in order to go play with the Raiders, who uh in in exchange for the number 22 and number 53 overall picks in the 22 draft. Las Vegas will indeed make him the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history, signing him to a five-year $141.2 million deal with $67.5 million guaranteed. That's big money, B. That is big money. I mean, as a wide receiver in today's NFL, when you start seeing numbers like that, I mean, those are quarterback numbers. You know, a couple of years ago, we were all these other positions were seeing these quarterbacks get paid these ungodly numbers, and 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 here we are with Devontae Adams. I mean, you talk about a guy who's come up from from year one, year two, labeled as a bust in the NFL, and and, and now look at him busting all over everybody else in the NFL and getting big boy money there with the Raiders he, he's betting on Derek Carr you know which feels a little suspect to me but I, I know he's it's a lifelong dream of him uh to, to play there for the Raiders and unfortunately it is going to be with Derek Carr but I, I I think he can still have a good year here I'm just a little concerned I I, I feel like without Aaron Rodgers in those 16 touchdowns guaranteed uh you know I I don't know that that I feel you know, really great about the situation. Where are you on Devonte Adams there with the Raiders? You know, um, I wasn't a huge fan in terms of like, if I'm a Devonte Adams owner, I'm not like, I'm not mad, but I'm not like, you know, I'm not like jumping out of my seat. Like, yes. I mean, he had a 35% target rate with Aaron Rodgers last year. It's just like, yeah, he's going to see probably at least 25 to 30%. I There's a little drop off, but um, you know, the numbers, when you look at Devonte Adams, man, he's been number one in, in target rate. He's number two in fancy points per game. Uh, number three in completed air yards, number three in receiving yards, number two in receptions, all in 21. Um, you know, I, I don't see those numbers repeating themselves again with Derek Carr, no matter how much people want to talk about it. Um, so, you know, he's still, in, in my opinion, probably closer towards the back end of a wide receiver one. Um, but you know, I, I would definitely kind of be not expecting him to do the, what he was doing in green Bay, uh, in, in uh, Las Vegas this year. Yeah, I mean, you got you got the two guys that really excelled there with Derek Carr this past year in Hunter Renfo mm-hmm. and um, uh, tight end. Yeah, Waller. Thank you, Waller. You know, obviously, those guys uh, are, are going to see a little bit of the regression ticket as far as I'm concerned. You don't bring in a guy like Devontae Adams and pay him $141 million not to absolutely obliterate his his chest with targets on a weekly basis. And I think that's got to take away from, from the guys that – that that were there, but obviously they'll benefit in, in the same case. And you know, Waller or, or Waller and, and Renfro, what they were able to do when being the focal point of that offense, uh, you know, is is great. Now that they are no longer going to be the focal point of that offense, they're going to see a little bit more uh, open, favorable coverages. And I, I think it's great for Derek Carr. Nobody nobody benefits more from this than Derek Carr himself, a guy that I've never really had a ton of interest in in, in fantasy football. In in many leagues, I think all of a sudden he's a little bit more interesting to me and, and a value boost. I, I think if, if you're in contention 
at all. Derek Carr is a great QB two to have yeah. on your roster at this point. He's a, he's a, he's a top ten quarterback shooting into this year. Uh, I it, it feels like McDaniel's is going to take that team from a running team to a passing team. Um, just with what they're adding, the pieces that they're adding. I mean, they got Drake back in the backfield, Jacobs. They just added Amir Abdullah. Uh, you know, you get Devontae Adams, you got Renfro, you got Waller. I mean, they're they're going to be he's going to be hucking the rock a little bit. They're going to have to huck the rock a lot to stay in touch. You know, to keep the pace in this division. So, um, I, I like it. I like the move uh, just for Derek Carr personally. I think he's going to finally have a big year. Um, but you know, again, you like you said, the, the other guys are going to take a hit. Maybe Waller, maybe Renfro. One of them is probably going to be a little disappointing. Uh, who knows which one? Uh, hopefully, it's not Renfro though, because I have a ton of shares of Renfro. I love that kid. All right, let's keep it moving along, BZ. Uh, let's talk about Allen Robinson. Uh, the Rams handed Robinson a three-year, $46.5 million contract with a healthy $30 million guaranteed. Now, at the time of the signing, we obviously didn't know that Robert Woods was going to get traded, but it seems to make a little bit more sense now. He is going to be the really de facto wide receiver, too, there, uh, there for, for Stafford and an electric offense that, that we saw this past year. I think you know I'm 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 ecstatic for a Rob man. This guy finally gets a quarterback, a quarterback that 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 is going to lift him up to the highest ability. And here at age 29, Allen Robinson, the peak of his career, is getting that quarterback. I'm I'm a big buyer for Allen Robinson, especially because based off of what we saw this past year in Chicago, uh, you know I think his price is still minimal. At this point, yes, it took a significant bump with this signing, but I think right now you can still get him at a reasonable price, and I'm buying uh, with the departure of Woods. Yes, Cup is there, and he's going to get all the attention in the world. Allen Robinson is a damn good wide receiver, and now he's attached to a damn good quarterback. Yeah, and you know they signed Stafford to a four-year deal. They put Robinson on a three-year deal, so uh, he's attached to Stafford for the next three years. This is a um, th- this is like. This is what I've been waiting for, man. I, I me, I'm one of the biggest Allen Robinson stands out there since Penn State days. Um, I've been buying, buying, and telling people to buy. Last year, you know, last year I will tell you right now, people said, "Oh, he lost a step. Oh, he doesn't look as good." He didn't care. He just wanted to get the hell out of Chicago. He wanted to get out of the season healthy, and he wanted to go get an opportunity at a paycheck somewhere else. And now he's got it. And now this year, you're about to see Allen Robinson come back with a fury. And I'm so excited he's with Matthew Stafford because I think Matthew Stafford's going to light him up. Both him and Cooper Cup are in for big years, in my opinion. Love it. Love that call. Let's talk about Amari Cooper acquired via trade with the Dallas Cowboys in exchange for a 22 fifth round draft pick and a swap of six rounders. Now with the addition of Watson, Cooper does definitely have a nice outlook. We touched base on him a little bit already. He's the de facto one there in Cleveland. We don't know if and when Deshaun Watson will actually be taking snaps there. Uh, Obviously assuming he does have some sort of suspension there with the NFL, but Amari Cooper, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I think this is a, a little bump for me from him, just given the guaranteed volume. We know this guy is going to see being the de facto one there in Cleveland, regardless of who's throwing the football. Yeah, uh, you know, he's still the fancy locust to me. Uh, I, I just can't touch him, man. It's it's just he's just one of those players I've just never been uh, a fan of. I mean, as, as a person, he's a great person. Don't get me wrong. Just as but as a fancy option, uh, zero shares, zero cares. Um, he just does not do it for me. And I, I got way better options that I, I'll go for Donovan people Jones, uh, later in the draft for, with that offense. 
Yeah, no, I think the the uh, hype that we're going to see kind of surround Cooper over the next month or two, uh, especially now with Watson being there. I mean, that was just, that's a huge part of it. If I do have any Cooper shares, I am definitely looking to move them uh, at, at any point, just based off of you know people were down on him, like you mentioned, uh, you know, and that was being a part of that Dallas offense. If being a part of uh, this Browns offense that we know is going to be uh, predominantly a little bit more run heavy, uh, even with the efficiency maybe going up. Uh, I, I think it's a great time to get out from underneath him while he is being looked at as really the only option in town there for Deshaun Watson. Yep. Let's Fair talk enough. Juju Smith-Schuster signing a one-year deal with Chiefs. Max value of $10.75 million with incentives. Juju hasn't really come close to his 2018 season when he averaged 18.6 fantasy points per game. The elusive wide receiver two slot in Kansas City has gotten many of us over the years, but it feels like a great fit for Juju and another weapon there for Mahomes. I love the fit. Where are you on Juju? Resurgence right here? I'm I'm kind of feeling a resurgence, man. It's like when I when I first hit it, it was I was a little bit like going eh, but I'm you know as a guy that was buying a lot of shares of Juju in the offseason, uh, you know during the past year, um, honestly, um, I'm ecstatic for the landing spot now. I think he is better than any wide receiver two they've had, and uh, I think he's absolutely going to have a big opportunity with Mahomes. He chose to go there for a reason. Patty's going to take care of him. Yeah, no, there's definitely going to be a uh, the TikTok capital of the NFL there in Kansas Ooh, City yeah. with Juju now there. Uh, so be on the lookout for that, all the TikTok fans. Let's talk Mike Williams. Uh, you know, a little bit of a surprise to me. Resigned on a three-year, $60 million deal that includes $40 million fully guaranteed. Big Mike got paid. I expected Big Mike to be shown the door, but he actually got paid. He's going to be there with star quarterback Justin Herbert for the next next few years at least uh where are you at on mike w i mean is this guy a buy is he a sell where are we at you know mikey dubs man uh which goes back to the days of uh one of our very first couple startups uh you know he me and two and one tommy were fighting over him um you know he's he's a he's a good receiver man he's got a lot of talent uh he's just like he he's very inconsistent with what he does but when he's on he's on so He's attached to Herbert. I think he's an absolute a guy that you want to get a piece of. Um, and, you know, but, you know, like I said, if I'm trying to sell him, I'm probably not going to try to sell him just because you're probably not going to get what he's what you want. But you can draft him. Let's talk about Michael Gallup all of a sudden. Gallup and the Cowboys agreed to terms on a five-year, $62.5 million contract with $27 million guaranteed. This was another little bit of a surprise. Obviously, the release of Cooper had, had something to do with it, but the Cowboys must be confident in his health mm -hmm. since they traded away Cooper before inking Gallup to a long-term contract. Gallup will move up in the passing game volume, and he offered wide receiver two production the last time he was Dak Prescott. Scott's number two wide receiver, averaging 15.2 fantasy points per game there in 2019. So I love it. I've got a bunch of Gallup shares. Uh, 
wide receiver with that contested catch ability that I've loved. Obviously being tied to Dak Prescott and that Kellen Moore Dallas offense, it, it all kind of comes together to me having a ton of Michael Gallup. And I love the opportunity that he's going to be given here. Another thing I will mention is Steelers wide receiver James Washington also signed there in Dallas on a one-year deal, returning there to his home state of Texas. And, and he's a he's a Gallup-like wide receiver in James Washington. So now you've got James Washington and and potentially there to take that role if Michael Gallup's health isn't, you know, obviously after paying the guy uh, $60 million, they're not going to rush him back out there week one. They're willing to make sure he gets right and becomes that that true wide receiver to there for Dallas. Uh, but, but where are you? You love Michael Gallup, James Washington. Talk to me about these Dallas guys. You know, Gallup was somebody I was I was pounding the table to to go buy him while he was injured. You know, go get him before he gets. You know, you know, go. It's it's time. Um, you know, there was always a possibility of Amari Cooper being gone this year. Um, I, I'm a humongous fan of Michael Gallup. I love the kid. I love the deal that shows they're committed. He's going to be with Dak for the foreseen future. Um, sign me up. All those shares going up just like this. Uh, great point with they traded Amari. Uh, you know, they have to have confidence in, in him in, in some degree with his knee. Uh, hopefully he'll be back strong for the year. Even if we, he misses a few games, that's great. Uh, James Washington, former Pittsburgh Steeler, deep ball guy, you know, played with Mason Rudolph in college. Uh, that's why they drafted him. Never really panned out too crazy for the Steelers, but every once in a while he would make have these uh, these big games where you were just like, hey, he looks good, and then he disappear for weeks. So, um, you know, he, he he's he's an interesting option if Gallup's out. Uh, he could definitely give you some boomer bust games, but uh, probably nothing more than like a wide receiver four, maybe wide receiver three at max. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I I, I like uh, his upside, and I'll, I'll be willing to build off of that moving forward. Let's talk about a couple of other guys. Let's talk Christian Kirk. He reached a deal with the Jaguars, reportedly to make up to $84 million over four seasons there in Jacksonville. He got paid after setting career highs in targets with 101 yards with 984 and a PFF receiving grade of 72.7 uh, this past year, but he actually didn't even match the 12.9 fantasy points per game that we saw him average in 2019. So kudos to, to Kirk's agent. He got paid absolutely. You know, we saw Jacksonville really just shelling out the dollars as if it didn't matter, uh, look, looking like uh, the cap is truly a myth. And we're starting to see these wide receivers really get get paid here. And so Christian Kirk, you know, kudos to him. But where are you at on Christian Kirk? Man, that deal was absolutely wild for a guy that's never been a thousand yard receiver. He's never had more than six touchdowns in a season. Um, you know, this this feels like the Jaguars just were, you know, just throwing the money out there to secure him. Uh, I like Kirk. I like the player. Uh, I think he has a lot of upside. Uh, I don't think he's a wide receiver one, though. I think that they still need to look for a wide receiver one to compliment him. Um, but, you know, if Kirk's out of the slot, that should. Uh, you know, that should be an upgrade. It should be a bump uh, just in terms of volume from what he was getting in Arizona. Um, but then again, it probably isn't really that crazy much because Hopkins was out most like half a year last year. So, um, you know, I'm not I'm not I, he's kind of right where he was always been with me. You know what I mean? Like gets a little bump, but nothing like too crazy. I just don't see this massive amount of volume coming his way.
Yeah, and it's definitely a, a little bit of shit on the outlook of LaVisca Chenault uh, as as our Stop. guy Will Harris. Stop. And let, let me let me just take a minute though to Stop. shout out to my guy Will Harris here in the chat. Uh, you know, check out Viridian Global where you can get all of your Sons of Dynasty apparel there. You you reach out to me personally in my DMs. I might even have a discount code that Sons of Dynasty is willing to offer you. But uh, this is the premier top shelf uh, fantasy football apparel website. If, if you're here on NFL Twitter, uh, you know, Dynasty Twitter, Fantasy Football Twitter, you are more than well aware of, of Viridian Global. And I am a proud customer. A, 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 I'm, I'm all over it. I can't get enough Viridian Global from, from hats to, to shirts. I, I want it all. And Sons of Dynasty, we just did a, a shirt giveaway. My buddy Rob Norton, I, I believe, actually walked away with a free shirt there from Viridian. We're actually getting ready to to do another one uh, and we're going to give away a hat this time. So all you're going to have to do is, is wait for the post to come out and make sure you're following there at, at dynasty Suns. subscribed here on the uh, sons of dynasty network there on YouTube and post a screenshot there in the comments of the said post, just like this past time. And you will be entered into win a free hat, but will we appreciate you stopping by. We know you're a busy man uh, doing, doing busy things, uh, including uh, collecting the the Braxton Berrios shares based on on the on the Jets bringing him back on a two-year yeah. deal so uh you know all the Berrios going to Will Harris if you've got a Berrios share and you're in a league with Will Harris tax that man because he's buying right now Will we appreciate tax, you brother baby. appreciate you homie Hey, uh, let's talk about the Lions signing former Jaguars wide receiver DJ Chark to a one-year deal worth $14 million. DJ Chark betting on himself. What do you think about the move? I don't like it, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Goff, uh, I, I, like I said, Shark, had, Shark has shown some massive upside. You know, don't get me wrong. The kid's got some wheels on him. Great. He's been progressing. You know, he's a, he's a good kid. He's getting his route trees down, but I just don't think Jared Goff is going to take this kid's game to the next level. Um, Goff is just more of a game manager. He's going to keep his passes short. This is going to benefit St. Brown. This is going to benefit Swift. This is going to benefit Hawk. He's not going to be hucking the ball downfield to DJ Shark for those big big plays because, quite frankly, it's just not his style. Um, so I just don't like the fit personally. I think I would have much rather have seen Shark go somewhere else with a quarterback that you know just plays with no fear. Um, but, you know, like I said, it is what it is. But I think he uh, – I don't think he, – he's probably like a wide receiver high – you know, maybe a mid-wide receiver three at max for me. Uh, I just don't see too much there. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. You know, but, I mean, these Lions, man, the, the, the weapons are there. It almost feels like they're uh... – they're a quarterback away at this mm -hmm. point. Yeah, the de the defense is still shit, but a quarterback away from a really fantasy friendly offense for Detroit all of a sudden. So uh, you know, I don't mind the move, DJ Chark. There, I I, I hope he does uh, have a little bit of production. I don't have many shares. It seems like I had a, a bunch of shares of Chark just a couple of years ago, yeah. uh, but was able to get out from underneath an, enough of them. I guess. Let's talk about a guy though that we're both very fond of in uh, one of my. Atlanta Falcons, uh, Russell Gage, age 26, is signing a no-fluff 
three-year, $30 million deal there with the Bucks. He is coming off of back-to-back wide receiver four seasons, but he saw a usage uptick this past year in the latter half of 2021, averaging 15.6 fantasy points per game, eight and a half targets per game, and marks that would have ranked uh, right around the 15th best over a full season. Russell Gage, I, I love the signing. It's almost an insurance policy on Chris Godwin, the injury that he suffered this past year. He can fill that void uh, as long as the Bucks need Godwin, and, and we saw them kind of give Godwin the, the the vote of confidence by getting him re-signed for the long haul. So I, I love the signing, but you know, Brady's not fucking around. He had a, he had a B uh, straight up walk off the field on him here in 2021. He's like, Bruce, I don't give a shit if we have to, you know, you know, cut some special teamers. If, if we have to have Russell Gage playing special teams, I need a stable of wide receivers. If we want to make it to the promised land this year, I'm coming back. I know retirement is not an option for Tom Brady. He's coming back, and Russell Gage is in the plans there for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Where are you at on Gage? Dude, I've been a Gage fan for years now. Like, I mean, just one of the best values in every single goddamn draft we did. Um, you know, he's just sitting on a ton of rosters, baby, waiting, waiting to go. Um, listen, Brady called him. Brady said, I want you here. Come to Tampa. Come play with me. That is massive. Huge. Okay, Brady's up just call people and ask him to show up and play in Tampa. Like he wants that guy there. So I'm excited. Ooh, that's what she said. I'm excited. Uh, let's go. Um, I you know, like you said, if Godwin is out, for, Godwin could possibly be out to November. Should give Gage a good start at that wide receiver too. There, um, even when he's gone, you know, Brady was there was games where he was going Brown, Godwin, Evans. You could see that with Russell Gage. Def- defenses might focus on Evans. They might focus on Godwin. Let Gage go one-on-one with somebody. Gage can do some dirty work. We saw Matt Harmon's reception perception stuff that he had with Gage versus man coverage. Um, awesome info. Uh, I like him for this year. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm there too. I like Gage. I, I, you know, right there is Gage better than Johnson or Miller. Yeah, Johnson and Miller are pretty much uh, they, yes. they were kind of, kind of some sort of stashes this past year, but the signing of Gage uh, really kind of shits on their uh, outlook as well moving forward. Gage is going to uh, leapfrog them in the pecking order, and I think both of those guys are going to continue to be what they were this past year, Bingo. and that's a depth option for Brady. You know, basically running routes and and not getting many targets. So if, if you had any high hopes for those guys, I think the signing of gauge is a sign uh to cut bait uh, you know, trade him away at Adam as a throw in, but Russell Gage is here to stay. You know, maybe while Godwin's not healthy, those those other two guys will remain a little bit involved. But uh, as far as what we've seen, Godwin is expected to be back. Russell Gage is going to be there, and he is going to soak up any and all snaps available outside of Godwin and Evans. Boom. Let's talk uh, Raiders. Uh, Zay Jones, who, who we kind of <laughs> saw step up this past year, was another guy that the Jaguars were willing to throw some more money at. He gets three years up to $30 million with a $24 million base. You know, uh, Zay Jones, 
the guy that's been defying gravity over the last couple of years. Here he is defying logic and getting uh, $30 million here from the Jaguars. I'm not a big Zay Jones supporter. Obviously, if you're in a tight spot, he's he, he's just a, a, a flyer there off the waiver wire. But other than that, I'm not expecting Zay Jones. If anybody's uh, once again moved on the needle with Zay Jones here, I, I don't see this as an upgrade in any way coming from Derek Carr. No, I, dude, this is my wolf signing of free agency, dude. And this is terrible. This is god awful. Big old wolf. Don't even bother. It's Fugazi, and good. The dude got paid, man. Good for him. But that's that's about all that's gonna happen. Here's an interesting one right here, BZ. The Dolphins are signing Cowboys receiver Cedric Wilson to a three-year deal worth $22.8 million. Uh, Miami was pretty aggressive with their contract offer, so he will now mostly man the slot there, which is ideal for Wilson himself, but also allows Jaden Waddle, uh, a guy that you and I are both very high on, we're high on this offseason, and, and he came out and produced his rookie year, to move outside a little bit more uh, which which could really untap a little bit more of that upside. Yes, that PPR gold was there this past year, but it, it, if Waddle can move on the outside a little bit more, I think really he could tap into those deep balls and uh, get a little bit more Jamar Chase looks uh, there from Tua. So I think this is a good move. I like Wilson. I, I, I don't really see it as a backwards move for him at all, more of a sideways move for Wilson. And and with, with the diversity of Waddle, it, it'll just, really allow him to flourish he, he may lose a little bit of volume but i i think that he he's still got plenty of limelight here and is going to continue to be the focal point there for the dolphins yeah i mean you know cedric wilson was a he was a nice pickup off your waiver wires last year um you know he, he's he's a decent player he's gonna he's gonna have a good role in miami they gave him some money so uh I, if you have him i mean you're happy you know you're not mad at it you know it's a good landing spot um wheels up on waddle like we said here i've been saying this all along that boy has got top three wide receiver dynasty wide receiver potential on him um he is that good uh he is that explosive if tua can get him the ball in some multiple ways he is going to take off just like chase it, it's that simple um you know wilson is just going to be like one of your steady eddies on that offense in my opinion uh i, I like him if i have him he's probably going to be a nice flex play but um, I don't think he's going to like go into like a wide more than anything, like wide receiver three at max. All right, BZ, we are starting to run a little bit long here. I'm just going to run through some of these tight ends yeah. so we can talk about some of these trades that we were wanting to talk about. Former Bengals tight end CJ Uzama intends to sign a three-year, $24 million deal with the New York Jets. Former Giants tight end Evan Ingram intends to sign a one-year, fully guaranteed $9 million deal that could go up to $10 million with incentives with those Jacksonville Jaguars. Dolphins tight end Mike Giusecki has signed his his franchise tag tender and the Cardinals are keeping Zach Ertz. They agreed to a three-year extension with the veteran tight end worth up to $31.6 million. Ertz should remain one of the focal points there in the passing attack and be viewed as a back-end tight end one. 
Austin Hooper released from the Browns, signing a one-year, $6 million deal with the Titans. The Titans, who had really kind of lost a, a tight end identity over this past year after losing Jonu Smith, uh, ha- have him in Hooper. So I think it's a good sign for uh, Tannehill. Gives him another weapon outside of A.J. Brown and the dismissal of Julio Jones. Uh, the most latest one, though, is the Packers re-signing tight end Robert Tonian to a one-year deal. Obviously, this has pretty big implications. Tonian emerged as Rogers' favorite red zone target during the 2020 season when he was in, enjoying a breakout year. Uh, that got shut down, as many of us kind of thought was unrepeatable, but it got shut down due to injury this past year. Obviously, with Devontae Adams now out, Tonian could be really one of the more beneficiaries of this, this offense that doesn't have really any wide receivers that anyone is going to get excited about. If Tonian's back and healthy, he could be in for a sizable target share, and he's kind of a forgotten man amongst uh, Dynasty, Redraft, or any other format for that matter. Out of all the tight ends that I just rambled on, BZ, anyone that you want to talk about or hammer home uh you know the robert tanya one's a good one man i mean especially with what's going down there in green bay right now uh he's gonna have a prime opportunity to some some big time touchdown uh, targets um you know gerald everett just went with two los angeles uh that's an interesting one right there um you know it, they're looking for playmakers he's he's an athletic tight end he can get oh you know he can stretch the field in the middle he could actually be he probably has a better opportunity in with the chargers and he did with the Seahawks to be successful. Um, yeah. Just on the tag is probably like the big, big one for me. That's a nice spot. Uh, just in terms of everything that, uh, you know, they they want to do just could play that, uh, big slot for them. And, uh, I really like that signing. Yeah. Or, Giuseppe, or if Jaseki was smart, man, he would get his position changed to wide receiver before Should. signing that, that tag. Because, you know, just based off of the, the usage that we see out of him, uh, you know, Miami's going to just continue to make a bargain price off of him with him signing that tag at the tight end position. But, you know, let, let's move along. You know, tight ends aren't all that important, so we can keep it moving. Let's talk a couple of trades here. Obviously, you know, we, we, we posted a couple here in the chat that we can talk about. A couple I've made, a couple I've seen. Um, but you know, let's just go through some of them and talk about them and, and, you know, kind of give you my, my headspace on the matter and, and potentially your thoughts on the matter as well. Uh, let's start with the first one we have and, and to give a little bit of back backstory here, this is actually a triple super flex league. So it makes mm-hmm. Brady a little bit more valuable if you will. Um, uh, but I was willing to get rid of him from our buddy, uh, Jax Falcone, you know, a guy that. That, that we're very fond of, does the uh, anatomy of uh, dynasty positions. And then many a group that's undrafted, undroppables, you name it, Jax Falcone. Uh, he, he's a guy that's, that's in a league with us, uh, many leagues, and a guy that makes us better. But uh, Tom Brady essentially comes back from retirement. I had him in this league. He was, I, I think I bought him off of you. If I remember, you did. <laughs> I bought him and Antonio Brown, which I'm fucking sour about by the way, but let's not talk about it. But Tom Brady comes back from retirement. <laughs> I essentially was just holding on to this guy, uh, you know, to, to, to drop him. But uh, here he comes back from retirement, and I don't fuck around with retirement guys. Once they come back, I'm looking to get anything that I can from them and, and move on. So here I sent Tom Brady for the 204 in a 10-man league. So technically it is the 202, if you will, uh, here for Tom Brady in triple, triple super flex league. 
Bueno. I like it. <clears throat> Get rid of him. Uh, next, next one. Another guy here, uh, undroppables. One, one of uh, <laughs> one of our lifelong buddies in in chalk. The the one hundred and one commish there. Um, this is a dynasty superflex league. One of my OG leagues. There it, it is the legends. There one that that uh, chalk and I got into a couple years ago now, and is one of one of really my first dynasty leagues. Um, but he he sent this offer over to me, Mariota and uh, the two eleven for my guy Ridley. Obviously, he knows I'm covered up in Ridley shares. Knows I got a soft spot for him as an Atlanta Falcons guy, as a Calvin Ridley advocate. And my guy got jammed up, you know. And as a guy who's been there before, I know that sometimes getting jammed up is just what you need in order to put your motherfucking foot on the gas pedal and accelerate forward. So I'm willing to take that bet with my guy Calvin Ridley. I'm gonna I'm gonna soak up some cheap shares of him at this time because i mean and and what you see right here is mariota and a, 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 a 211 i've seen a lot cheaper than that over the last couple of days let me tell you right now so that just tells me i'm going to continue buying and i'm going to stash him on uh, as he sits on the pup list or or, or whatever it is suspended list i'm going to keep continue to stash him he's going to come back going to be you know a little bit older a little bit wiser and, and who knows where he's going to be. But at this price point, I'm willing to continue to invest in Calvin Ridley, even with, uh, you know, these circumstances. You know, talk about the last guy you'd expect. The last guy, you know, to you. And that's that's always who it is. That's what they tell you. That's what yep. they tell you. You know, you, you think it's the last guy you'd expect. That's the dude who's doing it, and Calvin Ridley was doing it. But, you know, we don't blame him. I mean, uh, look at us. We're all, we're all DraftKings degenerates. You know, Calvin really is just looking to get a piece of the pie. You know, you know, Pete Rose this, Pete Rose that. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm still I'm still going to bat with my guy, Calvin Ridley. We see a bunch of guys standing here behind Deshaun Watson. Uh, the fuck I look like not getting out from behind Calvin Ridley. No, keep it moving. I, I, I'm, I'm buying right now, BZ. Hey, you know, dude, I don't, I don't hate, like, I, I love how Nick loves Marcus Mariota right now. Like uh, all I see in every one of these damn leagues is him just picking up Mariota. It's wild. So, Hey, he likes him. Good for him. I think it's a great value for you. I mean, would you, you really didn't lose much. And I know honestly, the two elevens, it's a good pick. You probably get somebody decent there. If, if you might get a, you might get, it's a 50, 50 shot, but um, you know, for Ridley's upside, I like it. I've sold a few shares of Ridley lately. Uh, I, I think I sent you one earlier where I did, um, I sold Ridley Cooper cup and a second this year, which is like the two Oh six and a 23 second. I got back AJ Brown. I got back Allen Robinson and I got back like the three Oh four. Now this was all done before the Allen Robinson deal was signed. So we had no idea what was going. So this was a chaos that kind of came out after it. Um, but, you know, in, in a case like that where I can upgrade to like, you know, I love Cooper Cup. He's still, you know, he, he's still a stud. I, he's definitely going to have a good year. There's no doubt about it. But getting A.J. Brown has been a target for me for in every single league. So uh, he was worth it to make the move. Yeah, I saw that. I like that move. You know me. I'm an A.J. Brown guy. Uh, that's my mm-hmm. kinfolk right there. So I'm going to bat with him every time. Uh, another one that we have here is is a Michael Thomas trade. This one I wasn't involved in. Just happened to go down in a league that I am in. And it is Michael Thomas for a 2023 second and a 2022-205. Where are you at on Thomas? Obviously, there. this is a guy who – whose value is all over the place based on what we've seen. We know the highs are high, but we also know the lows are low and we don't know what 
you know, New Orleans offense is really going to look like, but we're expecting him to be back. We're expecting him to be healthy. He feels like a buy at this time, but this price almost feels like a little bit more than I'd be willing to pay. Yeah. Like I I am not, I'm not actively trying to get him. I've sold a lot of my shares, so I'm fine with that. Um, This is not a bad deal by any means. It's, um, I think I sold him for like the 202, 207, and then I was able to squeeze like the 302 out of it as well. Um, you know, so, you know, you're always trying to squeeze more, but I just, you, we have, there's no quarterback in New Orleans. They don't even have, uh, you know, Sean Payton's gone. We don't know how that team's going to look. What's going to go on. You know, is Thomas going to be there? Is he going to play up to his potential this year? I don't know. Does he even want to still be there? I don't know. Um, you know, he's 29 years old. Uh, if you get an opportunity to get out of him for a couple of seconds, I, I don't have any problem with that. Yeah, no, I, I don't mind it. Like I said, I think you can get him a little bit cheaper than this. And and if I can, if somebody's willing to, you know, if I can send a mid-second there for, for Thomas, I'm, I'm willing to send it if I have a contending team because I think he could come out and surprise people. Just get given the volume, if indeed healthy, that he could get, uh, could, could really go a long way for a contending team. Here's another trade I have right here. Now, context on this one, it is a Calvin Ridley trade, but this trade went down uh you know just probably three or four days before the calvin ridley news broke okay so you know this trade was based on you know calvin ridley still stepping away uh mental mental uh health reasons and potentially rumors were starting to swarm that he'd be back for this upcoming year while it may not be with the falcons it was looking like uh, another team was definitely going to draw interest maybe the falcons would move him Anyway, I, I took this opportunity. I'm covered up in Calvin Ridley shares. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely obliterated. Covered up in them. I'm covered up in them. So I took this <laughs> opportunity to potentially shop one around. You know, why not? I'm a risk-adverse guy when it comes to Dynasty. Uh, I like to get away from the risky assets when I can. And at this time, given given what we've seen out of Calvin Ridley, he goes in the risky assets column, and, and that's no different, obviously, at this point, even more so now. But this was uh, Calvin Ridley and the 208 for Armand Ross St. Brown and the 203. So obviously St. Brown and Ridley with, with a, a little bit of a pick upgrade there on the St. Brown side. At this point, knowing that Calvin Ridley is going to likely be suspended for the 22 season, uh, St. Brown really feels like a steal, not to mention the the pick upgrade there. So I really feel like I swindled. Uh, that's our buddy Dan there at AWL Saber Metrics. <laughs> so, uh, you know, shout out to him. And, uh, you know, he, he's a trooper. I love that guy. And, he, you know, he's doing the he's doing the – the, the good work and molding the minds of the, the younger children uh, as they come up. So, you know, hat tip to our guy, Dan, there as, uh, as, as I feel like I got down on him there for St. Brown. I don't have many St. Brown shares. So this felt like a good opportunity for me to get a little bit of diversity in the portfolio. And it just so happened to work out for the best for me. Don't get, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, Dan, and don't take it personal. You know me, I am covered up in Calvin Ridley shares. I'm covered up in them. This this was a good trade for you, man. I like this one a lot, and just the fact that it was Dan that you know, just the fact that that group chat because this was a I, I'm in this league because I saw the chat go out right crazy. I was dying laughing, man. It was just like, well, I, I love it. Even even before that, I, I still love St. Brown, so I love it. 
One more trade I got here is I have been continuing to offload my Elijah Mitchell shares. <laughs> I, I I loaded up on him this past offseason. It was Trey Sermon this, it was Trey Sermon that. And here I am with Elijah Mitchell in the middle of the third, the beginning of the fourth. And lo and behold, Eli- Elijah Mitchell is the guy that you want to have. Trey Sermon is a guy that nobody knows about. So, uh, you know, Elijah Mitchell, I'm taking my profits. People are telling me, you know, uh, I'm selling low. I don't care because I based on what I got him for, the ROI, it's in my wheelhouse. I swing and I hit green. That means I'm doing the right thing. So I sold this Elijah Mitchell share for the 209 and a 23 second. Uh, you know, while you could probably get a late first for Elijah Mitchell for a guy that's really going to on about him. Uh, ultimately, I've been around long enough to know that the San Fran running back room is, 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 is it's, it's great but it's dynasty fool's gold because these guys rotate in and out uh, of who's the man. And just when you think it's Elijah Mitchell, an, an, a fourth or fifth round rookie pick that Shanahan brings in is going to come and usurp him. And Elijah Mitchell is going to become the next Jeff Wilson, the next uh, Raheem Mostert, if you will. And, and anytime that I can uh, bring back a, an ROI that puts me in the green, I'm doing it because my, my kids want to eat. I need to put new shoes on their feet. School, is about to start and, and and we hungry so elijah mitchell for for two future seconds uh based off of a a, a third third round pick a fourth round pick that, that that i spent this past year yes sir put it in the bank because i'm stacking bills over here with sons of dynasty i love this call man uh i was never an elijah mitchell fan you know the only reason why he was such a bang in value is because you got him on the waiver wire that is it um, his, he was, he was decent for some games, but overall his numbers weren't like anything crazy. His analytics weren't anything crazy. Like he's in San Fran's offense, dude. Like, just like you just said, um, he is a massive sell for me, uh, without any hesitation, but once again, zero shares and zero cares. All right, BZ, those are the trades that we got here on tonight's episode. Anything else that you want to say this offseason? I mean, you got any anything that's just super hot, uh, a guy that you've been going around buying lately that maybe you haven't really wanted to tell the people via Twitter yet as you continue to sneakily soak up shares? Maybe this is an occasion where you can come out and give a little bit of light to the people, let them know who you are looking to target, or maybe a guy that you think the bottom might fall out soon um travis etn baby uh you probably noticed this throughout the leagues because i just have been pounding a table for my guy i got another share the other day for a 23 first that's it just one 23 first and i get travis etn uh i will buy it all day long um he is a kid that if his foot is healthy he is a top eight running back in the nfl for fantasy uh he is just awesome running back and i am Absolutely. I've been targeting him since he went down. So that's that's a little thing, too. It kind of goes into we were talking about our offseason moves, dynasty theory, that kind of a thing. This is one of those things where um, if you are in a league and you like last year, guys like Etienne, Dobbins, Judy, all these guys, you were trying to buy Gallup. Anytime these guys get hurt, they get injured. These are the guys, if you believe in their talent, that's the time to buy. They're at their lowest. Go to the, because they're usually on a contender, and the contender is usually trying to get rid of them quick so they can get extra pieces. So these guys you buy in season, way cheaper than you're going to buy after see off season. Because once the Super Bowl is over, all their dynasty value do is go up. So ETN is a guy that I'm still actually surprisingly getting at a fairly good price. 
so I am buying the hell out of him all day. Yeah, I like that call. I do like him and, and where his value is at right now. I do think that he is a buy and, and a guy that could come in and surprise this next season. We know the connection that is there with Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, they're trying to put some more weapons around them there in Jacksonville. But, uh, you know, running backs that, that have a suppressed value are the types of running backs that I'm looking to buy. And yes, based off the energy, uh, the injury and, and, and the, the non-usage that was there, uh, following it, his rookie year has suppressed that value a little bit. So I think he is a good buy, and I like the call. BZ, anything else that you want to say before we start doing some shout-outs and begin to wrap it up here tonight? Ah, we got it, baby. Uh, you know, like, uh, if you definitely make sure you guys are checking out the Undroppables. Uh, we got a lot going on over there. The boys and, and, and girls are doing all sorts of stuff. They got shows, podcasts dropping. You know how they do. Um, you know, we're looking out for the uh, – uh, one of our new, one of my new podcasts with Nick Undefeated. We're going to be getting that going pretty soon too. That should be pretty fun to go spit around with him and have some fun with him. Um, but you know, other than that, man, we're just chilling out. We're having a good time. That's it. And uh, like I said, just uh, excited to kind of get the season going. Yeah, man, I fucking love the Undroppables, man. Those are my guys over there. I think you know, you know, just as good as anybody else. Uh, but all those guys over there are like family to me, man. So mm -hmm. seeing you guys blossom uh, as we continue to kind of trek through this the, this journey together, man, it's been wonderful. And being able to get here on the mic with you tonight, man, it was it was it was hands down everything I thought it was going to be. And I, I, quite frankly, man, I'm hoping we get to do it again here soon. Brother, I think we should make this more of a thing. I think we need to do it now that we have the setup for it. We got this great guy named Matt who is just doing some killer video work. Uh, it's I'm, I'm about it. Anytime you want to roll, brother, I am here. Yeah, man, absolutely. Shout out to our guy, Brother Matt, that is uh, there on Twitter at DY underscore nasty dude. He does do all the production here for the Sons of Dynasty. Uh, all these, these, these uh, you know, freaking wicked sweet layovers that you've been seeing flash across the screen. Uh, you know, that's all compliments of Brother Matt there. And, you know, allows BZ and I just to really sit back, relax, and, and talk NFL football as it unfolds here and not have to worry about the, the, the technical difficulties that that arise often when you are podcasting so we can't thank brother matt enough for uh, being a part of the show here and, and being off the screen and anybody who who showed up in the comments man you guys were rolling in here i felt like uh you know we had the uh, sunday night crowd in the palm of our hands here uh you know bo dave uh you know all you guys that were that, that were in the com the comments constantly throughout the night man we appreciate you guys uh, it, it was fun getting here to uh, talk a little bit of dynasty fantasy football here with with my guy BZ here on Sons of Dynasty. You know, just branded out, man. And I, I'm I'm really content with where we are. Yeah, absolutely, brother. This has been a it's been a long journey. It's been a fun journey. Uh, but being here at the end of the day, doing this here with you, my man, is, is has always been one of the dreams, man. We've been talking about this since we started playing dynasty together, brother. So. Let's keep it going. Let's keep the vibes vibes going, and uh, let's have some fun this year. Absolutely. So make sure you are subscribed here to Sons of Dynasty here on YouTube. We, as I mentioned, we will be doing another Viridian Global giveaway here. Uh, pro I'll probably put the post out as early as this week. So be on the lookout. So that'll be coming from the Sons of Dynasty account there on Twitter at Dynasty Sons. Make sure you are following them. You will be following them and subscribe here on YouTube. And that's all it's going to take for you to get a chance to win. You know, ask my guy Rob, who, uh, uh, won a free Sons of Dynasty t-shirt 
just this past week, received it in the mail. He's a happy customer, as, as is anybody who visits ViridianGlobal.com. So make sure you check them out. It's not just Sons of Dynasty gear. It's, it's everything you could possibly imagine. If you like fantasy football, trust me, they have something for you. Uh, that is it for us tonight, though. We really do appreciate everybody stopping by. Until next time that we get together, I am Dan. He is BZ, and this is us signing out for tonight. LFG, baby. Much Let's love, go. guys. Much love, homie. Ooh, I'm going.